This is TNA, the new face of professional wrestling. And now, from Stage 21 at Universal Studios at Universal Orlando Resort, it's Total Nonstop Action Wrestling Impact. Hello and welcome to the Impact Zone podcast. I'm your host, Daniel. We're back with episode four today of the podcast. We're going to be reviewing TNA Against All Odds 2005. Sean, how are you doing? I'm doing good, Dan. Doing good. Are, how are you? Yeah, I am fantastic. North End won 3 1 last night against Top of the League. So I'm in a great mood. I finally sorted all my window cleaning stuff out. So I'm ready. I'm ready to go today and smash the day. Um, how are you feeling to be spending the first Valentine's Day with your new girlfriend by talking about TNA for two hours with me? <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's just say, I don't know. I don't know. We'll wait and see, shall we? We'll wait and have see you, later have, on. Have you, have you seen her today? Nah. No. No. Nah, not yet. Yeah, see her for about 20 minutes later on. Yeah, sound like that'll do. Have you been anyway? What have you been up to since we last did the podcast two weeks ago? Uh, Not much. Just working. Watching a bit of shitty TNA. Bit of old yeah. WCW. And just trying to survive life. Yeah, I've just about recovered from last weekend at Bolton. Oh, <laughs> yeah, um, I, did, I did look messy for you. <laughs> yeah, it was a good one. It was a good one. Um, I was going to say, so you started off watching a few of the impacts, didn't you, leading up to this? I think we both watched, did we both watch the, I watched the first one following up from last month's final resolution pay-per-view. Yeah, I, I, I think I watched the... Two or three, but then I, I just didn't have time to watch the last two. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, I just watched. I think I just watched the first one. But, yeah, so, till the show that we're reviewing, ladies and gentlemen, TNA against All Us 2005. Believe it or not, this was 14 years ago yesterday. On February the 13th, 2005, from Orlando, Florida, the buy rates did 20,000 on pay-per-view. We still don't know what that means. The attendance was 775. And Sean, how many people paid to watch this show live? A big fat zero. A big fat effing zero. Um, so, yeah, so the show itself, it opened up with a video package. The main events of the show, the main matches that were hyped in this package were AJ Styles versus Christopher Daniels, 30 minute Iron Man match for the X Division title. Jeff Hardy versus Abyss in Full Metal Mayhem, which was originally a match where tables, ladders and chairs could be used. What stupid fucking stipulation. And the main event was Jeff Jarrett versus Kevin Nash for the NWA title. Sean, this video package was absolutely fantastic. It, 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 got, it, got, you, it got you hyped. It explained the matches. It, it was a brilliant package. As dreamers, we believe that tomorrow brings a bright future, a new day. But for some, there may be no tomorrow. For them, there is only today. 
the power of now. It is a force greater than the promise of tomorrow. Now we can create, become, achieve. Now is the only moment we can seize. For these dreamers, tonight is a paradox. An opportunity for great joys or great sorrows. A chance to gain so much and yet lose much more as well. AJ Styles is arguably the greatest X-Division champion of all time. The 30-minute Iron Man match is a chance to enhance the phenomenon or be betrayed inevitably by his own mortal limitations. The Fallen Angel, Christopher Daniels, has always had to prove himself. Tonight, with a win in the most important match of his life, he'll have to prove himself no more. In full metal mayhem, Jeff Hardy and the Monster Abyss want to show the world that although metal may be stronger than flesh, it is not stronger than spirit. Tonight, these fearless daredevils will sacrifice body and soul at the risk of making or ending careers. Jeff Jarrett clutches tightly to that which he is afraid to lose. The NWA Championship belt wholly defines him. Without it, his legacy is devoid of purpose. But what he possesses, another desires. Kevin Nash unabashedly claims it's about the money, but it is not. Deep down, this venerable warrior clings to the fleeting dreams of his youth, clamoring to bask in the glare of the champion's spotlight one last time. This is a world where men rise and become legends, or fall meekly into the dull, gray mist of obscurity. Any given moment, can bring supreme elation or absolute despair. Any given night can see the dream realized or the dream forever taken away. Yeah, it really it made me feel like I was watching something special, so it was a bit of a false dawn. But do you remember those WWE um, the adverts where there'd be a guy in the background going, some call these men the greatest entertainers on earth? Flying yeah. with our wings. It sounded like it just got me hyped for it. So I got absolutely hyped. And the show starts with Shane Douglas outside Jeff Jarrett's locker room. Talking about lawyers. Sean, what was going on here? Because I've just written down. Sean can explain this shower of shite that opens the show. <laughs> Cheers. Uh, right. So Shane Douglas is outside Jeff Jarrett's locker room. He's talking about how... There's a big legal battle going on from the main event. I don't know why this has come about. I'm not sure if it's now or if it's a little bit later on. We find out that Jeff Jarrett isn't allowed to use a guitar in the main event. And if he does, then he'll lose his world title. Yeah. Yeah. And then we have Scott Hudson, whoever he is, outside Kevin Nash's room. He's talking shit. Uh, we don't ever see Kevin Nash. We get we get yeah. a nice um, longish yard plug though. Did we? Yeah, he was plugging the longish yard. What Scott Hudson or Kevin Nash? Scott Hudson when he was outside. Why was Kevin Nash in the longish yard? Yeah, I think, I think he was. Yeah, so, yeah, he was. Yeah, with Adam Sandler. Yeah. Right, right. I see. 
Uh, I feel like I watched it and it was shite. It was a remake from the other, the earlier one, weren't it? Oh, I don't know. Um, so, Sean, the action starts and the first match is Elix Skipper versus Petey Williams. Now, these two have probably been probably two of the most impressive wrestlers that we've seen on the first three episodes that we've done. Um, yeah. So, I, w- I was quite glad this was starting the show. I thought we'll probably get a good match. Um, it was good, weren't it? It was a good it- match. Yeah, it was okay. I, I don't think it lived up to anything. I think it was definitely their worst performance each that we've seen of them. Yeah, it was a little clunky in spots, but I thought it was good. I thought, I don't know. I mean, I've read other reviews of the show where it, they weren't as kind to it as I was, but I thought it was a nice, good match, a good opener, gets the crowd hyped. I was surprised Elix Skipper won over Petey Williams clean, I think. But... Um... It was clean, weren't it? Yeah, it will have been. Yeah, it was, yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about anything from this opening encounter, Sean? Uh, well, once again, we get Team Canada trying to get the advantage with Scott DeMore. Luckily, it doesn't come to, come to anything this week. Uh, like I said, Elix Skipper gets the win at the end. Uh, but did you see at one point where Skipper tries to do the Hurricane Runner off the rope? Yeah, yeah, and he holds he, he holds on. I put, was it a botch or did yeah. he actually hold on? Yeah, so Petey Williams holds on, which is clear when you watch it. But then Scott Damore is holding on to Petey Williams' legs, but you can't really see that. And no one yeah. plays it up apart from Scott Demol. Yeah, I know what you mean. Because at first I thought, did they botch it? But obviously, Peterman's like holds on to the ropes. But I thought it was a bit of a dumb spot, really, because it just showed how easy it is to counter that move. Yeah. Oh, for God's sake, my granddad's ringing me. Sean, <laughs> do you just want to talk us through the end of this match? I'll just quickly see what he wants. Yeah. All right. Right. So it'll be two sacks. Yeah. Uh. So yeah. So Petey Williams. Manages to reverse uh, the Hurricane Rana. Uh, we get a Canadian Destroyer attempt, but it's reversed into a roll-up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Petey Williams is then up on the top rope, but Skipper gets a step up. Yeah. Uh, kick to the back of the head. Well, he attempts to anyway, but then Petey Williams just moves himself back a little bit. So once again, showing you don't need to be innovative to counter a move. Not every time. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes we'll play a team and there won't be any bad comments. But Dan, do you want to mute your mic? Really? I I was guessing if you get beat to it, if Norwich beat Millwall, I'm guessing the Millwall fan will be like, these shit houses trying to waste time and stuff. Why? Uh, we then get another Canadian oh, destroyer attempt from Pete Williams, but it's then reversed again from Edith Skipper, oh, but this time into his yeah, new move that he's promoting called yeah. Sudden Death. Yeah, I know. Which looks exactly like the cradle back. shock from Chris yeah. Saban. That'll be good. Right, I'll bring it at the end of the day, yeah? Sorted. Have a good day. Bye. See you later, Grandad. Oh. 
Yeah, so so what what did you think of um Edith Skipper's new move, the sudden death? Are you talking to me? Yeah, I'm talking to you. Alright, did you manage to carry the ship there for a minute? Yeah, yeah. I mean I had to mute you on my end because I could hear you talking to your granddad. Oh right, so did you... <laughs> no, he was just uh, I sent him a picture of all the Norwich fans slagging uh, our team off on Twitter last night and he was like, Did they do this for every team? Is it just us? I was like, I don't know, I don't know. Um yeah, so he like skippers they were like teasing it the all the whole match. And yeah. I was thinking to myself, I thought, You're basically telling me exactly how this match is gonna finish. When they go, oh, Elix Skipper's got a new move. I thought, you know, what is this? It's a new move. Um, I thought it was okay. It, it looked like the cradle shot from Chris Aben. I don't know, Sean. To me, a move's a move. I don't know. It was, I'm not really a big moves guy. Like, I can't really name. I can't be like, oh, my God, it's the bitter end from Baron Gorman. I know that, but you know what I mean? Yeah, is, is that because is that you're a bit of Baron Corbin fan? Uh, I wouldn't go that far, no. Is, but, is, he, yeah, ma- is he main event in uh, WrestleMania next year? No, Charlotte Flair is. Uh, <laughs> stupid. Anyway, anyway, that's for another day and another episode. Let's talk about Elix Skipper's move. Yeah, so he wins with his new move. I don't know, Sean. To me, I thought maybe the, if I think what they should have done, you know, the the like the leg scissors, whatever it is that he did from the top of the cage. Yeah, counter. I think they should just have that as his finishing move. See, it was that big of a spot in TNA history. Do you know what I mean? If you if yeah. you get pinned by any move, let's be honest, any move can be a finishing move, really. If Hulk Hogan uses a leg drop, leg drop, do you know what I mean? The yeah. Rock uses people's elbow, then you can do this as a fit. I think they should do that as the finishing move. You know, their leg scissors, whatever. Yeah, but yeah, so. Have you talked about the end of the match? Elite Skipper wins seven minutes fifty-eight seconds. Sean, what how would you summarize the match? Uh it was it, it was clunky. It wasn't it wasn't a smooth match for what they should them two should have produced. They were they they seemed to be falling over each other quite a bit. Unsure what they were doing. Uh I thought it was a good match. It, it was okay. I mean, it was definitely one of the better ones in the cars. I'll give it, you that. They looked a little confused once or twice. They got lost, but I enjoyed it. It was a nice little match. I enjoyed it. You you and Dave Meltzer are miserable as shit. Uh, <laughs> go on, what have you given it, Sean? What's that big star rating for this one? I've given it two and a half stars. Two and a half stars. Yeah, I can... Wade Keller has given it two and a half stars. Yep. Yep. I have given it three stars. I thought it was a good match, a nice opener. I enjoyed it. And Dave like Dave Meltzer has given this match, Sean. Do you want to guess what he's given it? Uh, two stars. One and a quarter stars. Is he having a laugh? It weren't that bad. Yeah, I know. When I seen the star rating, I thought, have I got the wrong match here? I want to know it what was... he gives the, gives the next match. Bloody hell. Uh, uh, what the next match? It was a good little match. The next one. Oh, don't no, don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mind it. I, I, it. Right. So the next match is Kazarian and Michael Shane versus Road Dog and Jeff Hammond. Now Jeff Hammond, he was a guest commentator on an Impact episode on commentary, and I didn't know who he was then. So I've got two questions for you, Sean. 
One, who is Jeff Hammond? And two, what the fuck is NASCAR? <laughs> NASCAR is... Driving a car. Driving a car in a circle for about 500 laps. So it's a lot of shit then. I'm sorry for any of you NASCAR fans out there, but... Do you know what I mean? No one's going to pay money to watch me va- drive my van around the estate. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't know who this bum is on commentary. Sorry if he's like a top guy. But, yeah, I don't want to see it on my wrestling show. But is he like a cele- big celebrity over in America or what? I, I wouldn't have a clue. He, apparently, he was a NASCAR driver, but apparently he was also the lead analyst. Hello? Yeah, for TNA. At this point, that's probably just storyline, but even that just still makes him sound shit. Well, now Jeff Hammond is 62. Can you believe that? 62. I thought he was uh, 62 in this match. Yeah, no, he um, he commentates for NASCAR on ESPN. He, he has a net worth of $5 million. So, yeah, Sean, talk us through this match. Uh, start off with just with just wrist locks from well wrist lock double team moves from BG James and Hammond on Kazarian. Kazarian, Kazarian looked good, didn't he? Yeah, Kazarian played a good match, a good showing for this match. I don't think Michael Shane ever really does anything in these matches, to be honest. No, what, right? What is this? I'm sorry. I, you know, whenever I listen back to our shows, if I ever do, right. Or at the time, I always think, why is he called Michael Shane by some people and Bentley at other times? I don't get it. I I don't. That that's what confused me on the first episode as well. I know. I don't get it. You know, I, I did did my research and it was coming up with Bentley, but on the oh, show they were calling him Shane. I'm like, right. Li- listen to this, Sean. Right, this woman that I do window cleaning for, bless her. Right. <laughs> I post a card through her door every time and it says my name on it, window cleaning services. So my name's Daniel for all you listeners out there, yeah? And she always calls me Barry. And she gets the card. <laughs> she is not funny. She gets the card through her door and it <laughs> says Daniel window cleaning services on it. So she must see the card through the door. To message me to say thanks for the clean I've met I've transferred across the payment. And every time she puts Barry, yeah. So over <laughs> Christmas, I messaged her back. Yeah. And instead of putting she's called Mary. So instead of putting thanks, Mary, I put thanks a lot, Matilda. And then I put, oh sorry, I meant Mary. So I thought she's definitely clicked on now. And here we are on Valentine's Day, 8.06 a.m. Thanks, Barry. The money will be in tomorrow. Regards, Mary. <laughs> Bless her. Bless her. That is funny. Barry. Barry, apparently. People. Wow. Sorry, Sean, to interrupt this match, but... No, that, that's all right, Barry. Don't worry. I can't believe she's calling me Barry. Every time. <laughs> I've been cleaning her windows for about two years. <laughs> she transfers money into my bank account. Do you know what I mean? So she must know my name. Maybe she had an old window cleaner called Barry or something. Flipping heck. <laughs> right, anyway, so yeah, you were talking about Kazarian being impressive and I interrupted you. Sorry about that. <laughs> oh, I'm just, I'm just trying to get over your Barry, your your window cleaner stories. <laughs> I know, I know. 
Honestly, Sean, I've had that much of a bad week with window clean. I can't, I'd love to do podcasts professionally and just sit and watch wrestling all day and talk about it because, ugh. Anyway, carry on. That's enough of my depression for the week. Go on. Uh, did you see... About Jeff Hammond. Yeah, did you see Jeff Hammond's chest bump to uh, Michael Shane, man, Kazarian in the corner? Mm. It, it, it just looked like he ran into him and kind of... Yeah, 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 yeah. Gently yeah, yeah. bumped him in the chest. Yeah, I know what you mean. I, I thought, I thought he didn't do too bad. I'm not saying, but he was no. Um, what was the guy out of Arrow? Um, you know what I mean. The guy out yeah. of Summer. He had yeah. a match with Cody Rhodes. Can't think yeah. of his name. There's definitely worst celebrities who have been in the ring, mostly in WCW, but there's definitely been worse. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, so, but yeah, so... What is that running elbow drop that he does for, for the finish? Oh, I have no idea. It looks what? something like, like a five-year-old would do, running and dropping an elbow on a cushion. And he gets the win with it as well. Yeah. He actually gets the win. So the end comes. I think Michael Shane, a.k.a. Bentley, takes out Kazarian. Um with a kick after Hammond basically is pushed out of the way by Kazarian. Um, Hammond hits his elbow on Kazarian for the win. Kazarian, did you notice he pinned him, yeah, for the win, yeah? And Kazarian yeah. sort of sits up as if he's pissed off that he's, like, had to do the job. And uh, Hammond shoves him back down. I noticed that, and I thought, maybe he's actually pissed off he got booked to lose. Yeah. But, yeah, so I'm not calling him BG James. Road Dog and Jeff Hammond... Get the win at 5 minutes 33 seconds. Now, I'm going to give my assessment. It was a celebrity match. Well, I wouldn't call him a celebrity because I have no idea who he is. But to some of you diehard NASCAR fanatics out there, he was a celebrity. So, I thought it was a fine match. The crowd were okay with it. It was fine. There was nothing right with it. There was nothing wrong with it. I'm going to start off. I've just give it two stars. It might be a little high. I'm sure you've buried it like Meltzer, like Keller, but it was fine. I'm not in the business of complaining for complaining, believe it or not, Sean. Really? What have, <laughs> what have you given this corker of a match? I've given it one whole star. Ooh, one star. Well, I, I can sort of understand. I didn't think it was that bad. But did you know that Hammond had actually had a match on uh, Impact before this? I don't know who it was against, but they mentioned that he'd had a match. This was his second match. Yeah, it was basically the same thing. I think it was a lot of... Yeah, I think it was basically a lot of interference from three live crew just for Hammond to get the win. TNA booking a lot of interference. That doesn't sound like them. Um, Wade Keller gave it a quarter of a star... Dave Meltzer gave it a quarter of a star, so they fucking hated it by the sounds of it. Sure, all I've got here is backstage segment. Over to you, Sean. <laughs> uh, so we get Dustin Rhodes in his office slash pickup truck uh, with the women again. So Tracy and Trinity. Uh, Larry Zabisco and a lawyer come up to him. Because they're defending Jeff Jarrett and saying he should be allowed to use his guitar in the main event. And the lawyer, the lawyer says to Dustin Rhodes that he's never seen Jeff Jarrett use his guitar in a match before. 
Why should he not be allowed to use it? Oh, Christ. Yeah, I heard that and I thought, yeah, of course, mate. You're lucky you haven't had to watch these last few pay-per-views. Oh, and then we get a video package for Raven versus Dustin Rhodes. Raven versus Dustin Rhodes. You mean Raven versus Gold Dust? Raven versus Black Rain. I'm sorry, what? Uh, we're coming to that in a, in a few episodes. I think I know what you mean. They like pit polka dot him up, do they? Or not? Uh, they do like a black and silver yeah. version of Goldust. It or... brings back a few memories. Um, yeah, so this match, it was fucking terrible. The Raven versus Dustin Rhodes, they don't mesh well together at all. It was just I thought it was awful. I thought it was it was it was just it was just shit. It was just Dustin Rose had a really good performance on the last pay per view. I thought, but these Raven matches every month they're absolutely terrible. I don't know Raven. It, 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 is this like the end of his career or something? Because he looks absolutely horrific. Yeah, I, th- I think it is more towards the end of his career. But I think Raven's more of a psychologist in the ring rather than a performer. Oh, fucking hell. If he's a psychologist, put him in a white room or something. I don't want him in the <laughs> ring. He's, not... he's one of them people that can tell a story in a match, but he he can't, can't always... wrestle. Yeah, he can't always bring it out in the actual moves. So Raven is telling a story in this match, and that story is that he can't wrestle for shit. Um, he keeps going for the ankle lock. Um, I don't know why doesn't play into the finish of the match really keeps well, going for this ankle lock no, are you no, going to tell me that it did no they, they, they were working on dustin's knee weren't they so they were working on the legs throughout the match and then after but, all this leg, dustin, leg work dustin forgets to sell the leg yep raven rolls him up with his foot on the rope so the previous eight minutes 20 seconds of absolute Shite was all for a roll up with the foot on the ropes. So you just wasted eight minutes, 20 seconds of my time. Sean, I hated this match. I thought it was rubbish, but I missed some at the start of the match, which I have to point out because it's just come into my head. Did you notice that Raven, the match actually started, the first 10 seconds were the best bit of the match. Raven's throwing punches and he nails the ref with a punch. Did you not notice that? No, I didn't notice that. Oh, yeah, yeah. The first, literally first second of the match, he's throwing a punch and it hits the ref by mistake. (laughs) Proper made me laugh. So, yeah, so Raven wins this barnstormer. Sean, what were your thoughts on this match? Were you as miserable as me or did you enjoy it? Uh, It weren't great. It, it, It was a poor match. Didn't flow. It, it didn't go anywhere. It was shit. I mean, they at least they were consistent with working the leg. It's just a shame that Dustin decided to stop selling the leg whenever he's on offense. Like yeah, last, so... week, last last episode, like Kid Cash was working Dustin's leg, and he went for the atomic drop, and he and he sold it. This week. They've done the same, and he hits it perfectly fine, as if nothing's happened. 
Yeah, he, he sold the leg really well, didn't he, in that match with Kid Cash? That was a good match, actually, on the last show. Yeah. Um. So what what did you give it, Sean? What star rating did you slap on this one? One and a half stars. I thought it was slightly better than the last match, but still wasn't great. Uh, see, I don't think it was better than the last match at all. I thought they overstayed their welcome. At least the last match was quick. The crowd were into it. I've given it one and a quarter stars, and I feel like I, I try and be generous, but one and a quarter stars. Wade Keller gave it a star. Dave Meltzer gave it a star and a half. So, yeah, so it's just... This is the thing sometimes with TNA. You don't... On a pay-per-view now in WWE, um, you don't really see one-star matches, really. Like... They might be like badly booked, but it's rare that you see a terrible wrestling match such as this. But whatever. Sean, what happens after the match? Some bum comes out. I thought he looked a little bit like uh, Brian Pillman who came out, didn't he? Uh, Cassidy Riley, he's called. He comes out, oh. tries to make the save and fails. Yeah. Yeah, because um, Raven's attacking Dustin Rhodes. And he puts him in a straight jacket. Yeah, so the story of this is Cassidy Riley had had his fingers broken by Raven on the impact a few weeks before this. So, yeah, Sean, as you were saying, he puts the straight jacket on. Yeah, he put, puts the straight jacket on Dustin, hits him with the chair maybe once or twice, and that was it. Mm-hmm. Security so comes out. Yeah. And this feud must continue, it would seem. I hope not. Oh, it, it looks like it. It's probably going to continue. Um, Sean, Triton is coming. What, what do you have to say about this? He should have, he should have debuted here. I mean, they've been building him up all month. Don't, they're saying he's coming on impact. I thought he, he should have just debuted here or not had that video package in there because it it doesn't lead into anything with this feud. I've read on a little bit and it, it doesn't lead anywhere. So it doesn't need to be there. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's like they, they advertised it, didn't they, on the previous? Do you know what I mean? On the previous yeah. one. Yeah, it's been there for a couple of months now, and it's just not going anywhere with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so I thought it was stupid why why they actually did it. It's like, if you're building something up for so long, do you know what I mean? It Surely it should be something interesting, but no. So, I, can, can I spoil it for people or not? What about... I'll, I'll correct that. I'm going to spoil it for people. So, <laughs> Triton, Sean, yeah... Yeah. It's called Ryan Wilson. Yeah? Yep. And I'm I'm gonna spoil this for you because well it it doesn't matter really. Ryan Wilson, aka Triton, made his debut match at Destination X, which is the next pay-per-view, yeah? Yep. But his push was virtually halted due to his performance in this match at Destination X. So I'm telling us because it means well we can look out for it on the next show. Yeah. After the match, he wrestled sporadically for TNA until May. He was yep. placed in a tag team with Simon Diamond. Yeah. They appeared at Slammiversary. And a month later, 
they got rid of him. Yeah. That, that was it. This month after month build-up is for someone who leaves in June. And, and then, by the end of this calendar year, Triton would be wrestling in OVW. This, <laughs> they must have known he wasn't a great performer in the ring because they've had yeah, him in TNA before. And it says exactly the same. It says that on his last run, he made no TV matches yeah. at all. He made uh, only he made a few dark matches. I think they released him for steroids. I'm sure I read that, and then re-signed him. Yeah. But um, so yes, that's an interesting story. Next, do you know what this next match, Sean? Right, it was AMW versus Kid Cash and Lance Hoyt for the NWA tag titles, and I thought. To me, this just screams TNA. I don't know. Like, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with these teams, but it was just like, I just thought, oh, this is going to be an okay match. It's going to be all right. That's it. It it was just like no one in the match really for me. It was just a TNA match, and I thought, I've been watching this show now for over an hour, and yeah. I thought it's just not really a match I want to see halfway. Do you know what I mean? I can't explain it. It was just like I was ready now for something a bit better, a bit of a bigger match. And I just thought, oh, like this match for me should have been like the opener or something or second yeah. on the card, not this high up into the show. Cause it, it was, it was a good match when it? it was okay. It was okay. Yeah. Like I said, I, there's still, for me, there still hasn't been a brilliant match on this card. No, it was just, Yes. I don't yeah. know. It didn't really do it for me. It, it, it was. It's a very. It's been a very slow show, all all together. To be honest, I think. Yeah, I was sat there thinking, "What are we doing? Why are we watching this crap?" Do you know what I mean? It was just filler, wasn't it? Yeah. I felt like they were just like, right, we need these guys on the card, so we'll shove them in this. And I don't remember even these matches. Do you know? I watched the pay per views at this point in time, and I just thought AMW versus Team Canada. I thought they had like faced each other on every pay-per-view for like six months at the start of this year that was how i remembered it yeah uh, yeah it, it, it wasn't a good matchup was it no not at all not at all sean so, um what was i gonna say can you just talk about it and mute my mic i'm just moving to a different i'm sat on a city i just want to move to my chair yeah so just mute my mic and carry on talking Professional show this, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so we start off with uh, James Storm and Nash, not Nash, sorry, um, and Kid Cash in the ring. We get some good mat wrestling to start off with. Uh, some nice simple tags. Uh, AMW use their double team move where they pick one guy up and throw him into the other. They do this with Lance Hoyt and throw him into Kid Cash. Uh, Storm gets brutally slammed on the concrete by Lance, by Lance Hoyt. That looked quite vicious, that did. Uh, we get some boring chants going ahead. Did we? Yeah, at some point we did, yeah. In the middle of the match. Have you unmuted me? Yeah. Oh, brilliant. You were doing a good job there. Go on, carry on. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we get 
then we get uh, a moonsault from Kid Cash. First one we see of the show. So I think they've toned it down in the TNA Performance Centre. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even notice that. <laughs> uh, we get a sit-out powerbomb from Lance Hoyt uh, to James Storm for a two-count. Uh, where are we? Cash goes up for his, uh, for his frog splash. But Storm gets his knees up and he just piles himself straight into his knees. As if they were shouting boring. I don't. I didn't remember hearing that. Yeah, it was. It, it wasn't on for long, but it was definitely there. I mean, I was, I was shouting in my head. So, yeah, I was just a bit like it's going a bit on this match. It was like it was eight minutes of pretty much nothing, and then the last three four minutes were all right. Yeah, it was just. What about that top rope sidewalk slam from Lance Hoyt? I know. I know. He sort of like. I brought, he's, he's he going to kill him, he's going to kill him. He kind of just fell off, didn't he? Yeah, it wasn't the best, was it? I thought he was... Um, the, the crowd were really into this height, weren't they? Into Lance Hoyt. Yeah, I don't, don't know what. They probably thought he was Test from WWE. That's what test? Yeah, I suppose. Well, it's mad, though, because Lance Hoyt, do you know what I mean? He's still about now. Is he? What, Lance Hoyt? Um, you know, um, what's it called? New Japan? Yeah. Have you heard of Killer Elite Squad? Yeah. Uh, Davy Boy Smith Jr. He's yeah. partner in Killer Elite Squad, Lance Hoyt. Oh, he's, okay. called, he's called Lance Archer in New Japan. Oh, okay. Fair enough. So, right. yeah. And he's, 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 they're a good little tag team. Yeah, but, he, must, he's in, he must have improved quite a bit then. Yeah, he was probably only about 26, 27 at the time here. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, do you want to talk us through to the end of the match? Because, honestly, I really just didn't care for this match. It just bored me. Yeah. I, I've written down, good match, too much bullshit. Sean, I'm tired, I'm bored. That's my <laughs> notes. Uh, so, at one point... Uh, so we've got Lance Hoyt attacking uh, Chris Harris and Kid Cash gets taken out. And as he gets taken out, he's supposed to roll into the back of the legs of Lance Hoyt. But it looks like Hoyt isn't in the right position. And then you see Cash turn around to find where he is just so he can roll into his legs again so he can... Stop the attack. Did you see that bit? Just no. before the end. Yeah. I, like, I was honestly, I was clinging on for dear life at this <laughs> point. And then, apparently, for because it, it was allowed in TNA, apparently, it's one of their rules. Kid Cash is now handcuffed to the corner. Oh. You're, you're allowed to just bring out handcuffs in TNA, so. I think that's where everyone's going wrong. Uh, AMW hit the death sentence on Lance on Lance Hoyt, and AMW get the win. Yeah, it was a nice little end. To it. It, the last few minutes were all right, but it was just it, it, it was just there, wasn't it? It was it was a good match, but it was like it was put it this way. This reminded me of the handcuffs. 
of like a typical WWE match where it was all right, it was fine, but what's it doing on a pay per view? I just, it was just, it took me, completely took me out of the show this match. And it wasn't, I'd sooner see, when I'm watching the TNA pay per views, I'd sooner see an absolutely terrible match or a good match. I don't want to see a, it was all right. It, they went through the moves. That was it. I don't have time for that on this show. Um, yeah. And that was this match. Um, I've given it two and a half stars because I say it was well wrestled. But if I want to watch well wrestled matches, I'll probably stick New Japan on or I'll watch some WWE from the, from this present day. Yeah. If I want to watch a good match with not much going on, um, I will put WWE from today on. So two and a half stars. Wade Keller, give it two and a half stars. Dave Meltzer, Sean, guess what he gave this match? I'm going to say three stars. Three and a half stars. Oh, fuck off. I know, what's he on about? It was not that good. Like, how can you give the opener a star and a quarter in this three and a half? The opener was slightly better than this match. Yeah, I, I, I gave this, star, this match two stars. Yeah, it, it, I, I didn't. I didn't enjoy it. I, I haven't enjoyed anything so far on this match. On this no, show, I was sat there, Sean, honestly, and I'm thinking, I'm not sure if I can handle this every month, every two <laughs> weeks. It is literally, honestly, I was sat there. I thought, what are we doing this for? I was listen to this, ladies and gentlemen. I don't. You probably. I don't know if you're not English football fans, but I needed to get this show watched to do this show today. And I was missing, not, I don't watch that much football anymore. Man United are playing PSG in the Champions League, and I thought, I've got to do this TNA show, I won't watch the Champions League match. And I'm watching this thinking, wow, wow. I went through a, an hour battle to get this show in the first place. And then I'm sat watching it, I thought, shite. So, yeah, Sean, what did you, you give it two stars? Yeah, two stars from me. Yeah, it was... The show sort of got going a little bit after this, I felt. Um, was there any backstage shite? Or not? Uh, Shane Douglas oh. tries to find out who's in a limo surrounded by security. That was it. Luckily, it was only brief. Only time we see the limo. I forgot about the limo after this. This was like the ongoing story. They always have to have an ongoing backstage drama, don't they? Yeah. Like we were saying. Oh, every month it's just bollock. It's like, what's next? What's next month? It, all it means is on my notes it just says, Sean, tell us what happened. Sean, <laughs> we go backstage. Sean, tell about what happened backstage. So, yeah, so what happens next? We have Full Metal Mayhem. And because it was a ladder match, they had to give something because they didn't know how to have a winner of a ladder match um, without something hanging above the ring. So the winner of Full Metal Mayhem gets a title shot on Impact. So, Did you see how high their member looks were when they were setting them up? I never thought anything of it, to be honest. The, The guy who was hanging them up had to stand on the top rung off the ladder and that's as if i never noticed yeah no normally you can you can reach here from like the third rung from the top this guy was standing on the very top and still was struggling to hang it up as if 
I was going, how the, I was like, how the fuck are they going to reach out? I never noticed. Um, uh, right, Sean. So Jeff Hardy versus Abyss. Jeff comes out. I love Jeff Hardy's theme. So I'm going to tell you a little story here. So I downloaded Jeff Hardy's TNA theme. So it just, it just reminds me of like 2005 of the sort of shit music you get. And I downloaded this theme, right? On Spotify, download it. So I'm doing my work. I'm having a bit of a crap day. It was snowing. I'm thinking, what am I doing here? So I, the, the song starts on my Spotify. And I think, oh, this is Jeff Hardy's thing. Well, it wasn't. It was Jeff Hardy singing a song about resurrection. And it was going, one more time. And I took it to the, And I was just thinking, oh, my God, this is the worst song I've ever heard. I don't know if it was one of his later TNA themes, but honestly, I was expecting this song, which isn't the greatest song, but it's just funny. And then Jeff Hardy singing another song, and oh, Sean, it was awful. I messaged you, didn't I, saying you've got to listen to this yeah. Resurrection song. It proper just made me laugh. I thought it was absolutely just, it was just a weird, weird song. Why does Jeff Hardy sing his own songs? 
He always he's... sings his theme songs in TNA. Yeah. Because he I sings this one. But really? yeah. Yeah, if you don't notice this song, he's singing it. No, I don't, I don't take much notice, to be honest. As if he's like, his, his entrance starts with one stop to the top. Da, 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 da. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Um, have you not noticed his theme song? At the same time, Jeff Hardy's come out. I think, yeah, he's gonna come out to this smackhead theme song. No, I've not. I've not noticed him singing it. All right, we. Well, I tell you what, I might edit the song in depending on how I'm feeling later on. Modest to the top. Modest at the top. Straight to the top, but then keep heading up Stars shine, but why we shouldn't give a fuck About what is real and how real is still The only way to feel the pain that sometimes feels In a way that survives the struggles we face In this life, there's a lot of time can't erase Showcase the skills you were given at birth Live your life here for what it's worth Show off the style you perfect in life Show off the way to make it right Make it to the top of Mount Probation Ruined Until you feel there's nothing more for you to do Or say None of you better get in my way Coming down If you do, you'll be back on level ground Oh yeah Bondus To the top Features that keep your head up high I am a star that shines for white We should give a full faith of life And the way we live both day and night We are the world's humorous sails Let's keep in laughing to save ourselves In a way that can read our planet's face In this life there's a lot of time can't erase Showcase the skills you were given at birth Live your life and for what it's worth Show off the style you perfect in life Show off Way to make it right Make it To the top of Mount Probation Ruined Until you feel there's nothing more for you to do Or say None of you better get in my way Coming down If you do, you'll be back on level Modest To the top Modest Still modest, past the top If you're tired or thirsty at the top Sleep and drink fast to receive the pop In a way that stands out for the crowd In this game there's a lot they won't allow In a way that survives the struggles we face In this life there's a lot time can't erase Showcase the skills you were given ever Live your life and for what it's worth Show off the style you perfect in life Show off the way to make it right Make it to the top of my profession Roll in Until you feel there's nothing more for you to do Or say None of you better get in my way Coming down If you do, you'll be back on level Modest 
Um, so yeah, so right, I've just got something I want to say here. So Abyss swings a chair at Jeff Hardy, yeah. And Jeff Hardy before it, Jeff Hardy swung a chair at Abyss. He took it flat on his head. Yeah. Jeff Hardy, for once, which was not the story at this match, uses his head. Not literally. He puts his hands up when Abyss swings the chair at him to block the chair. And Don West, do you know what Don West says? So no. after Jeff gets his hands up, Don West goes, wow, Jeff barely got his arms up in time there. And I thought, is this idiot trying to expose the business by saying, oh, you get your arm, you meant to get your arms up before a chair shot? What a stupid thing to say. So I think, I think at one point as well, Mike Tanay called Abyss an idiot or simpleton again. Oh, did he? I must have missed that part. <laughs> It yeah. does make me laugh when they call him that. Yeah. Um, so Jeff Hardy is being an absolute idiot in this match. He's diving off everything. How this guy is still wrestling is a mystery. Um, he dives off the top rope onto the ladder. Did you see that, Sean? I couldn't believe my eyes. So Abyss is in the position where you could catapult the ladder into him. Sort of like the Joey Mercury spot. Yeah, which happened yeah. yeah. In the last Jeff Hardy ladder match. And then... Um, so Jeff Hardy climbs to the top rope and he does like a swanton bomb from the top rope onto the ladder so it flings in Abyss's face. What was he doing, Sean? It was clearly going to hurt Jeff Hardy ten yeah. times more. But did you see when the ladder hit Abyss, the ladder just stopped dead? It, yeah, I know. It didn't it, even hit him. Yeah, well, no, it's not even that. It, it didn't move past him. It was like it it cleaned... I think, it, I think Abyss took it perfectly. So he probably stopped it just at the right time. I mean, not like how Jeff Jarrett took it, where you could clearly see him standing in between it. But yeah. it 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 looked it looked good because it didn't fly about everywhere. It looked like the ladder just hit a bit and stopped. Well, like I was sure. it hit his head. I was too busy being annoyed at Jeff Hardy for doing such a stupid move to pay attention <laughs> to that. And then what happens? Oh, did you see the belly-to-belly belly over the top rope? Yes. That was nice. So, I, I like that. After this spot where they do this, like, this slingshot with the ladder or whatever, 30 seconds later, it must have hurt Abyss that much that Jeff Hardy's running the, the ropes towards him and Abyss belly-to-bellies belly, belly to him over the top rope, through the table, and Jeff Hardy's back. His legs go through the table, but his back lands on the floor. It was a brutal spot, honestly. I know, like, you liked it, Sean, yeah? It was stupid. He could have seriously injured himself doing this spot. See, I think this was a better spot than the finish. The finish. Yeah, was... it was, weren't it? Yeah, the finish was stupid. Um, so we have this spot. So Hardy's already done two crazy spots. And then, Sean, tell us what happens. with. It was planned to be the biggest spot of the match. Yeah, it? so they're... they're... So in a walk and brawl up on the entrance ramps, Hardy gets a ladder from somewhere and Hardy hits a twist of fate on Abyss at the top of the ramp. And because of that, Abyss happens to land and fall onto the table. And Jeff Hardy then goes around the corner and climbs on top of the entrance ramp or on, on top of the entrance set. Um, 
or as Don West calls it, from the top of the building. And 40 feet, apparently. 40 feet at the top of the building. More, It's more more like 10 foot, but you know how we like to exaggerate here. Uh, and Jeff Hardy just does a simple little flip over, crashes through the table onto Abyss, and then they both kind of just make their way back down to the ring. No, no one really sells it. Abyss sells it a little bit by crawling, but it wasn't. They, they didn't, they didn't sell it properly. They could, they should have stayed down longer. I thought. Yeah, it was a bit of a waste, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it, so... it, it, it looked, it didn't look smooth either. The way they were putting it through. Yeah, yeah, I agree with Sean. It was, it this was an entertaining match, though, weren't it? Yeah, um, it, it was. So, at this point, we're like what fifteen minutes into the match. Um, so I didn't. Did you like the spot where Hardy pulls down the wrong envelope? Uh, it's dumb. It, Why? It, Honestly, it, it's just it such it, TNA. No, it, it didn't work. It, Shut up, Sean. Oh, it, no, it didn't work. Go on. <laughs> It works in it works for the match, but it didn't oh. it didn't need to it didn't need to be there. They don't need two envelopes. Just put one envelope and have Abyss take him down as he's near the envelope. Why do you need two? Why do you need an empty one? Yeah, fucking hell. Shite. Absolutely shite. It's like having the oh. money in the bank and going, uh, actually, do you know what? This has got nothing in. We're not winning that. I thought Russo would come back for the booking of this match. Um, so Hardy goes up, for people who don't know, he picks up, there's two envelopes hanging above the ring, which I didn't even know. I didn't know this, Sean, at first. That's how well he did explain it to us bored people out there. So Hardy picks up one of the envelopes. Surprise, surprise, it's empty. Um, Abyss then throws Hardy over the top rope. He goes through the table. I thought he landed okay, really. Like... It didn't look like a botched table spot, but Hardy jumps up and starts booting the table in yeah. frustration. What was he doing? The thing is, the way Hardy got thrown into the table, it wasn't even like an actual move. It was just like an Irish whip, and Jeff Hardy jumped over the ropes. I think that's why he he didn't go through any of the tables. He just went into them, you know, like yeah, into, because... the, into the well, side we... of them. But because of the camera angle, though, you couldn't actually properly tell this. Jeff Hardy pointed it out more by having a temper tantrum and starting kicking the tables, I thought. Yeah. So, basically, Abyss grabs the envelope, wins the match. He faces the TNA champion on Impact, so I'm sure that'll be great. Um, But the the story of this match is Hardy is still booting the tables. He looks legit pissed off. He's going absolutely ape shit. Um. No, they, they should have done a they should have done a better move than a fucking Irish whip over the ropes into four tables. Sorry, he, he, bit... through, he should have fell off a ladder or something through it. Yeah. Oh, do, do you know about this, Sean? Why don't we just not have a stupid ladder match where Jeff Hardy almost kills himself? Why do we not just have a wrestling match on this wrestling show? Because it's Jeff Hardy. They've got oh. to put. They've, they've got to ju- have him jump off things and put 
geometry tape. Sure, it's two, 2019. You can't judge people like that. You should I'm, know better than this. I'm not judging. You can't say, people. oh, Jeff Hardy, ladder. It's racist. <laughs> I mean it. You can't judge people like that, Sean. Not in this day and age. Um, yeah, so... I don't even know. Hardy is trying to end his career early here. This was probably one of the most stupid Jeff Hardy matches you'll see. Some of the spots he was doing, he lands on his... I don't know, there was one spot where he lands on his ankles, and I thought, wow, he almost blew out both of his ankles. Then it might have been the last spot. But yeah, so Abyss wins, 15 minutes, 21 seconds. What have you rated the match, Sean? I've given it three stars. Yeah, so did I. I couldn't give it less because Jeff Hardy worked his ass off in this match. I've given it three stars. Um, Wade Keller gave it three and a quarter stars. Dave Meltzer, two and three quarter stars. So I think they're they're both about right there, probably. Yeah. Right, yeah. Sean. It was okay. Yeah. So the next match, was there anything backstage? Yeah, no? Uh, backstage, let me have a look. Uh, no, we go we go straight into a video package. Right, so let's get this straight, ladies and gentlemen. Right, we are now what over two hours maybe into the show, two hours something like that, and we've got a match that screams of being thrown together. Monty Brown versus DD Mark no Monty Brown and DDP versus Pete Williams and Eric Young of Team Canada, and it was just. Why was this match here, Sean? It was just together, weren't it? Like they gave a video package, and I was just like, "What? What?" But even the video package didn't make any sense. No, it was for me. It was I didn't. Why was this match on the show? At this point, I thought I nearly turned off, and I was just going to say, "Sean, I'll review the first half of the show with you, and you can talk about the rest." This match annoyed me. I just thought I don't want to watch it. I don't want to watch it. You can't make me. But yeah, so it was thrown together. It was an uninteresting match. Sean, just talk us through to the end because I, I don't want to talk about this shit. Uh, well, there's not there's not much that goes on. I liked at the beginning where Monty Brown was just manhandling Eric Young by just using a wrist lock. I thought that was quite good, showing Monty Brown's strength. Um, we get some. She gets some. They get some good tags between uh, DDP and Monty Brown. Uh, Monty Brown shows his power on something. I've got in my notes. He probably did a strong move. Don't know. The the ref's distracted like always. Oh yeah, the ref gets distracted and then because he's an idiot, all of Team Canada come in and attack Monty Brown. I don't know who the ref's talking to. It's probably Scott Demore being an idiot. DDP gets the hot tag. Monty Brown hits the pounce. And then DDP hits a diamond cutter to Eric Young from the top rope for the finish. Yeah. That's, that, that, that's that all was about it. it. It's over. Thank Christ for that. Uh yeah, so Brown and DDP win. Nine minutes, nine minutes, 43 seconds. was just, I don't know, sometimes in this in the six-sided rings, I don't know, uh, it doesn't feel right seeing, like, I don't know, long matches that, I, I don't want to talk about this anymore, Sean. I gave it two stars, and I'm being generous. Two stars, I should have given it a dud. 
I, I'm t- I tell you what, I'll take that, but I'm giving it a star, a star because it just bored me. Bored oh, me. I gave it a star and a half. Right, well, I was trying to be respectful, but I'm a bit in a mood now after just listening <laughs> to you talk about it. Just reminding me of how crap it was. So, I'm giving it a star. Sean, you give it a star and a half. Wade Kelly gave it a star and a half. Dave Meltzer. Dave Meltzer gave it two and three quarter stars. Oh. What is he doing? Why is he enjoying this show so much? It was all... <laughs> this is the worst show that we've watched. It, it yeah. wasn't the worst wrestling. Like, at least there was other stuff that was... It was entertainingly bad. There was a lot of average, boring matches on this show. Yeah. They weren't bad. Do you know what I mean? I'd sooner watch a bad match than a mediocre match. As weird as that sounds. Yeah, it, this, this show, there's all this, most of the matches feel like there's nothing going into them. Yeah. Sean, I tell you what, you're now, your name is now Backstage Skit, Sean. Go on, Sean. There was a Backstage Skit, where was there? I don't know, it says here, backstage sketch on, so I'm guessing. Oh. It's probably Dustin Rhodes and, and the women again. I'm just going to make it up, say, yeah, Dusty Rhodes is talking to the women on the back of his <laughs> truck. <laughs> Sounds like a great segment. I think, I think the lawyer goes up to him and does, like, one of the girls moon him or something as she's about oh. to... Was that, was that before... Yeah. No, I think that was it. Yeah, the lawyer goes up to up to them, up up to the girls, and he's like, "Oh, has Dustin signed that contract yet?" And they're like, "No, he hasn't." Did you just oh. call him the liar? You said the liar, not the lawyer. Well, he is a liar. Same thing. Yeah. Oh, I've never seen Jeff Jeff Jarrett hit someone with a guitar in his match. Clearly, AJ Styles Jarrett. versus Christopher Daniels is next, Sean, isn't it? Yep. In a AJ Styles. Iron Man match. Yeah, AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels, that match, you know it's going to be good. 30 minute Iron Man match. I thought, yeah, I wanted to, I actually wanted to watch this match, right? But my problem is, I've just sat through two hours and 15 minutes of absolute nothing. Do you know what I mean? That yeah. Was, I was just like, I was slender. And at this point, I moved from my chair to my city, a fatal, fatal error. Um, yeah. But I just want to point this out. I don't know if you picked this up. The X Factors before this match for the X Division title, right? Yeah. The big bullet point at the top. It's their first meeting in TNA. Hmm. I'm pretty sure I watched a AJ Styles versus Christopher Daniels match on Impact three weeks ago, where if Christopher Daniels could last 10 minutes with AJ Styles, he would get a title shot. So... Apparently, this is their first meeting in TNA. Wrong. They faced three weeks ago, so Daniels could get in the match. This is awful. Why? How could you forget it? It led to the match. Yeah. Uh... Well, thanks for that input, Sean. Yeah, so basically... No, sorry. I was, I was just... <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just checking back on the X-Factor uh, yeah, uh, uh, the other day. That's why yeah. Yeah, I sent you the picture of it. Did I not tell you why I'd sent it you? Yeah? yeah, you said, but when you said what the fuck they faced on the Impact three weeks ago, I thought you was like slagging them off saying, why are they having another match? I didn't even read it. <laughs> but there we go. Shows you how much notice I take. <laughs> yeah. Weird, weird. Oh, 
So, yeah, but Sean, I'm should be back in two seconds. You just talk about the start of this match. All right. Uh, yeah, so we get we get AJ Styles and Christopher Daniels both jockeying jockeying for position. Some good basic mat wrestling. Uh, AJ goes to hit a drop kick from an Irish whip, but Daniels holds onto the ropes. But then, he, then AJ sends Daniel to the other side and hits a drop kick this time, which sends uh, Christopher Daniels outside. Uh, AJ then hits a slingshot Hunter Camarana. We're it back in the ring, just back and forth. We get a uh, fallen angel versus let's go AJ chance. The crowds into the crowds into the match are split down the middle. They're not they're not voting for one guy more than the other. Uh, as Christopher Daniels is on the outside, AJ comes through and hits a baseball slide drop kick, and then AJ is standing on, goes to stand up on the top rope to do his phenomenal forearm. But as he's standing up there, he loses his balance a little bit, and he jumps back down. It, it doesn't look too bad. It, it's not. I wouldn't say it was a botch because they managed to work through it. It's just he lost his balance, but he managed to get straight back up and hit a amazing forearm. He got some. He got some really good height on it. The impact looked really good on it. Um. Did you Dom Dom West mentioned the match on impacts as well. That made me laugh. He goes, oh, that, this, this takes me back to their match on Impact the other week. And I was going, oh, my God, Don. Don, shut up, Don, lad. See, I didn't take notice of them screwing up the match card. Yeah. So, um, so 15 minutes in. You up to this point, I've just like sat back down. Um, we're 15 minutes in, and Christopher Daniels gets the first fall of the match with an Angel's Wings. Yeah, because they've they've been working on um, AJ's ribs at this point, haven't they? Because they sent AJ into into the rails. Yeah, um, and then it, it's been a lot of like midsection work. Now you know me, Sean. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know me. I I think I messaged it the other month saying in an Iron Man match, I hate it when there's loads of falls and decisions. Yeah, because to me. Like, I take you back, Seth Rollins versus Dolph Ziggler. They had a 30-minute match on Raw that ended in, like, a DQ. A 30-minute match, yeah. And then a month later, they have a 30-minute Ironman match, and it's about 5-4 or something, nine yeah. decisions. And that, to me, I was fuming. That match, to me, I rated that match a dud. That's how bad that was. I hate stuff like that. It's unrealistic to me. I'm sure you gave a counter-argument. I can't think what it was. Yeah, I, I think... I think my counter argument was like they they take the fall so then they get time to recover to then to come back. But I can I can see your argument. I really do hate it. Uh, one of the commentators says, "If you're not impressed with these two, then you don't have a soul." 
made me laugh. I really enjoyed this match. I'm going to be honest. I thought it was very, very, very good. I yeah. think. I'm not sure how you feel about it. But I thought this was possibly the best wrestling match we've seen so far during the podcast. Well, just just pure wrestling. I'd probably say everything. Maybe. I don't know. I feel like there might have been a match on the last show. I can't think. I, I, I thought it was the it was good wrestling aspect to it, but the match didn't really get me involved until the last five minutes. Oh, behave yourself. Um, so, <laughs> AJ makes it one apiece with a roll-up. It was a bit random, I thought. Yeah. I thought, oh, it's going a bit downhill for me now with that. I didn't like that it was just so random. Yeah. I liked uh, the finish for the uh, for the 30 minutes, though. Yeah, it was uh, good, wasn't it? Where he's in the choke looking like he's passing out. I actually yeah. fell asleep during this match. <coughs> Bless me. Um, I fell asleep during this match. I was that tired. I made the decision to go to the city, so I had to re-watch it the next morning. Um, so Daniels has AJ in the choke. Looks like he's passing out. They're doing the 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. And really, to me, I hope they use this on impact. It looked like Daniels should have won because AJ had passed out. Yeah. If that, if that had been a match these days, AJ would have lost the match. Yeah, I, I was waiting for the ref to start the arm drops on like two or something like that. So the arm drops once, the arm drops twice. As he lifts up, it, as he lifts the arm up for the third time, that's when the bell rings and the 30 minutes is up. I think they should have done that rather than just have AJ out on the mat. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so what do we have next? We have... They, they go about... D- Dusty Rhodes is out after Daniels demands sudden death. That's yeah. a huge pop that the match is carrying on. Um, they wrestle for about a minute. Christopher Daniels and AJ Styles are at the top rope. Um, AJ ca- Daniels goes for the Hurricane Rana. But AJ counters it, sort of throws him off the top rope. He hits like a diving head scissors or something, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, and then Daniel goes for the roll-up during this move, and Styles has hold of him and counters it into a Styles clash. One, two, three. It was a great little set of moves, weren't it, for the finish, yeah. I thought. I loved it. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, overall, I loved this match. I thought it was great. It was a great match. If for me, this was the perfect... Iron Man match. It's exactly pretty much how I'd book it. I was very impressed with how they booked this match. Yeah, it, it, it was good. It didn't have, like, like I said, loads of different falls. Even though Don West and Mike Tanay were going, oh, it should be six four. It should be five four. It's like no, not every not every match has to be. It's like a football match. Sometimes a five five in a if a football match finishes four three, let's say, people are like, oh, it's an amazing match. Whereas really, you've got to say, well. Why is the defence letting him fourth and three goals? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it'd be yeah. like, well, I don't want AJ Styles to lose four decisions in 30 minutes. It makes him look like shit. Yeah. It's like John Cena had an hour-long Ironman match, and I think it finished like 6-5 to Cena. And I was like, they don't understand that going for this classic match is just made. It, you know what I mean? John yeah. Cena's lost five falls. Yeah. Seth Rollins lost four falls in an Ironman match. I prefer it where it's just one fall. The Shawn Michaels Bret Hart, which isn't the greatest match of all time, but at least it just made it. They both looked strong. 
know yeah. what I mean? Was, it was 0-0 that match. Well, Sean Michaels, uh, Brett Hart. I can't remember what score it was. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it was um, yeah, it was a 0-0 draw. Yeah, that's exactly what we want to see in an Ironman match. Makes them look strong. See, um, I, 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 I didn't mind in this one where they both only got one full piece. So yeah, I thought that, it's about you know, right, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, it was about right. And obviously, it made sense with AJ winning clean with his finisher that he won the first fall via roll-up because otherwise you've had Daniels been beat clean twice by him. So yeah. a roll-up, do you know what I mean? It made sense. The booking, I thought, was fantastic. I was expecting loads of shit. Do you know what I mean? Loads of fuckery. And we didn't get it. I thought it was great. And for me, I'm going to say this is the best match we've seen so far. Although we had that really good triple threat X Division match, it was more of a spotty match. This is the best wrestling match we've seen on the four episodes we've reviewed of the TNA pay-per-views. AJ wins, 31 minutes, 37 seconds. I've given this match four and a quarter stars. Sean, hit me with it. What have you done? I've given it three and a half. Dave Meltzer has given it four and a quarter stars. <laughs> Wade Keller has given it four and a quarter stars. Sean of Stainstown has given it three and a half stars. I, I, I just couldn't get invested in the match. I, I think it's, I'm not keen on Iron Man matches because you know... You know it's got to go 30 minutes. Yeah, you, you, you know there's got to be nothing of any real relevance until the last five minutes. It's like a two out of three falls match. You know the first fall isn't the biggest. Yeah, so realistically, I could have skipped five minutes to the end of this match, still knowing the whole story, and just yeah, watch the finish. You'd have missed a great match, though. Yeah, but I, wouldn't, but I, I, I couldn't get invested in the match. I think, I think that's why I gave it three and a half stars. I'm not knocking the in-ring action. It it was, it was good. I just so you thought the match, that steel cage match that was absolutely terrible that had three huge spots in it at turning point was a better match than this. Yeah, because I, I was invested in that match. Jeff Jarrett versus Kevin Nash for the <laughs> NWA World Tag. Hang on, no, I want to read this note because it made me laugh. Right, please tell me you picked on, up on it, Sean. So AJ's celebrating his title win after this great match. And Mike Tanay, he basically begs the guys from the trucks to keep the cameras on AJ. He says, Jarrett is backstage with his lawyers, but I encourage the, the men in the truck to keep the cameras in the ring so we can soak in this moment for AJ Styles. It lasted about five seconds and today goes, we're heading to the trucks. I thought he's firmly had a mouthful down the microphone. <laughs> whatever, the headphones, headsets. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we have another backstage segment. Couldn't give a shit. Jeff Jarrett versus Kevin Nash for the NWA world title. Jeff Jarrett can't use the guitar or he will lose the title. Right. So, the build-up package, Sean. I don't know why DDP is involved. Yeah. The story of the match is Nash wants to be the champion for the money. Where was Scott Hall at this point? I, I don't get it. Uh, oh, I don't know. Where are we? Yeah. He's, pro- he's probably, he might, no, I don't think he'd be in the ring. When was this? Uh, 2005. Let's have a look. Let's see, let's see what he's doing in his life. 
Let me just talk about the first 20 seconds of this match. Yeah, go on. That's all you need to know. They're just basically throwing punches at each other. Bad punches. It was awful wrestling. Um, they brawl backstage because they can't wrestle in the ring because Kevin Nash is that awful. Awful match. Absolutely pathetic attempts at wrestling. It's one of the worst matches you could wish to see. It's the worst match on the show up to this point. Sean, is your internet slow? What's going on? Uh, no, I'm just slow at researching. So we'll right. carry on. <laughs> yeah, right. Never mind, Sean. Right, so Jeff Jarrett... He brings out, is it a guitar? Is it a plane? No, it's a cello. <laughs> oh my god. He, he can he can't use the guitar, but he can use the cello. Oh what who books this shite? I could see this coming a million miles off. So oh, all the lawyers it, 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 it made me laugh. I thought it was funny. Oh yeah. Yeah. Do you remember Cow and Chicken on Cartoon Network? That was funny back in the day for a four-year-old. Jarrett uses the cello to gnash his knee. The cello breaks in half before he even hits him with it. It in his hand the, the handle snaps yeah, off. Yeah, I saw that bit. The handle so falls hits off. A but... weak cello shot to Nash's knee. Jarrett's attacking Nash's knee. Was this was this a no DQ match, Sean? Oh, I'm guessing so. If it's a no DQ match, yeah. Yeah, but they they went backstage, didn't they? Yeah, I know. So clearly, it must have been a no DQ match. Well, I don't know. It's TNA, so. It's and they, like, they, they went they went backstage and the commentators are going, Oh my god, all these people have been waiting outside all night because <laughs> yeah. they couldn't get in. If I can't get Wallet. in somewhere and I've been waiting for two hours, I've gone home. I haven't yeah. been standing outside just in case they come out. Do Don't care what fans. it is. If yeah. I can't get in, I'm going home. It probably it'll probably fans you've gone for a piss during this horrific match. Um, but what makes me laugh, yeah, there's this big fuss, oh, you can't, you can't use the guitar, we're assuming it's a no-DQ match, yeah? So, yeah. you can't yeah. use the guitar, just use a chair, use a ladder, use the steel steps, it's not the end of the world. It's Did you say when they, were, when they were backstage, you could clearly see at one point when Jeff Jarrett was being choked by the chair, he was trying to find... He was trying to find his blade in his wrist tape. You could see no, him, you it. could see him trying to peel back his wrist tape to find the blade. They go up, they look at Kevin Nash next, and you know, Jeff Jarrett's bleeding. I must have missed that, but yeah, Jeff Jarrett gets the blood. It always looks better on someone with blonde hair. I like Ric Flair. Yeah. Uh, oh, Sean, there's so much crap that happens here. This honestly, this is the biggest. So apparently. Just reading on Wikipedia quickly, Scott Hall lost the match last month against Jeff Hardy, and then he doesn't appear on TNA until 2007. Are you joking? That's, that's it. I can't believe that. Do you know why? And when this match was going on, I thought to myself, I'm sure the whole Kings of Wrestling stable went on. I thought it went on for about six months. No, I, I, I read on and they get... Jeff Joe gets a new stable, which right. will, in, which will, which will become though, clear. Yeah, in my head, though, I thought that Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, Jeff Jarrett stable was, like, going on for months. No, no. Apparently, apparently Scott Hall's done for a year, or, well, two years, really. 
Yeah. I've just got, wow, TNA main event scene is awful. It's like you have a really great AJ Styles match before it, or a three and a half star match, apparently. Still a good match. Um, and then it's followed by this. It was just, it was apparent how bad these two were in the ring. Yeah. Not, it, I, I don't think many people could have got a good match out of Nash at this stage. No, but, I think. I it, I think the matchup overall was better than what I what I expected it to be. Fuck it, yeah. No, because I had really low expectations. Oh, because I of, did. Yeah, but it was a terrible I, match, Sean. It was purely because of all the ref bumps. Oh uh, yeah, the run, the running made yeah. it more exciting. But still, like it's a fucking wrestling match. It yeah. it was nonsensical. You have a jackknife through the cello. The refs down. So we can't count. Can we, can we oh. please get rid of this ref? Can can someone just fire him? Because every week he's getting he's the one taking the ref bumps and he's fucking shocking at it. Yeah, he's awful. You could clearly see him crouch down in the corner, looking behind his back. Oh, oh, do I need to get up yet? Oh, oh, just piss off, mate. Yeah, go home. Go on, son. Do one. Um, so Billy Gunn's out. Billy Gunn, yeah, Billy Gunn. Once of DX, yeah. as they tell us, um, nails Nash with a chair, which the camera misses pretty much. All we hear is today shout, "There's someone in the ring," and I'm thinking, "Oh, well, I can see that from my own eyes if you put the camera on him." Um, so yeah, so he nails Nash with the chair. Nash kicks out of this chair shot. Um, I don't know. Then X packs out, or six packer, as he's called. Yeah. X packs out and he he attacks who does he attack? He attacks Jeff Jarrett. Mike yeah. Tenay's doing the Bronco Buster in the corner. Mike Tenay shouts. I was laughing, he shouts, Ride him, baby, ride him. And I'm thinking, oh my god, <laughs> oh, no. what are you on about, Mike? You filthy bastard. Um <laughs> X Factor to Jeff Jarrett. What was X Pac wearing, Sean? Jesus Christ. Oh, style he of the early two thousands, clearly. Jeff Jarrett kicks out of the X Factor. Road Dog then appears. Everyone's out. It, they, he stops Billy Gunn from attacking um, Kevin Nash again. Um, so there's all this shit going on. We've got Road Dog. We've got Billy Gunn. We've got X Pack. We've got ref bumps. We've got belt shots. Kicking out of belt shots. I think my head was falling off at this point. And then the match ends. Bang. 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 Jarrett. I don't even know. What was it? Jarrett pushes the ref. He Jarrett just pushes the ref away. Low pushes, blow. Yeah, low blow. Hits a stroke. Gets the pin. Done. I was just like, oh my god, you just put us through all that clusterfuck just for Jeff Jarrett to randomly retain the title. And yes. that was it. I was howling at how bad this finish was. Oh. Push the ref. Low blow. Finisher. Ref just goes, all right, mate. I'm so, I know you just pushed me, but one, two, three. Jeff Jarrett retains his title. It was bizarre. It, it was, was an exciting last few minutes. It, There's, it was, there was too many run-ins. Yeah, they, if, if they wanted something like that, they should have had, say, Billy Gunn come out with Jeff Jarrett at the start of the match as a yeah. surprise and then have Sean Walkman come in towards the end and make the save. I'm guessing at some point these lot all joined together. Like, it wouldn't surprise me if, say, Road Dog turns on Kevin Nash and joins Billy Gunn and Jarrett. We, we know we're in for all this shit later down the road. Yeah. Um, 
That is the most overbooked match I've ever seen. I can't think of another one that was more overbooked. There's probably one back in the Attitude Era, but for me, I've never seen a more overbooked match than this. Yeah. Well, apparently, uh, TNA threatened to uh, threatened to sue. No, WWE. Sorry, threatened to sue TNA again. What? At this point. The DX. Yeah, because they, they, they mentioned they actually say on WWE DX, don't they? Yeah, it's DX. Yeah, it's because Billy Gunn is his WWE trademark. So they can't they can't call him Billy Gunn. Right. So I, I, so I think it's either it'll be in the next couple of weeks that they that they start calling him the Outlaw. The Outlaw. Thing. They should have just called. They should have just called him Gilly Bun. That's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's Gilly Bun. <laughs> well, yeah. like I did when um, Cody Rhodes and Brandy went to TNA, and they couldn't. And Cody Rhodes' name is, is trademarked by WWE, so they were going, "Oh, look, it's Cody and Brandy Rhodes," and that's how yeah. they got. That's how they got around. Got around it. They had yeah. to announce Brandy every time Cody came out. Yeah, it was just that's tight that they took his name off him. Yeah, but that's Vince for you. Uh huh. Um. So I don't even know. It's the most overbooked match ever. Jeff Jarrett retains all that for nothing. It will be interesting. I'm tempted to. I will say one thing. This was a, a horrendous match. Yeah, but I can imagine at the time. It makes you want to see what happened on Impact. Yeah, it it makes you think. Oh, where, where's this going? What's Billy Gunn doing? What's Sean Walkman doing? Yeah, it, it it makes you want to know where it's all gonna lead in storyline. But yeah. you don't you don't want to see too much in ring action with them guys yeah. because then they're not brilliant workers. Now, out of all of them, including Road Dog, I'd say Road Dog and Sean Walkman are the best workers there. Yeah, I like Sean Walkman. X Pack. Um, so yeah, so Jarrett retains the title. Nineteen minutes forty-five seconds it was too long. It was a terrible match. Dave Meltzer gave it two and three quarter scars. Yeah, and I sent you a picture and he, of what he said. I can't think what it was. I was like, it was better than he thought. And Wade Keller. Wade Keller, two and three quarter stars, described this match as an above average match. I repeat that. Wade Keller described Jeff Jarrett versus Kevin Nash against All Odds 2005 as an above average match. Is Wade Keller having a laugh? This was awful. It was a terrible match. And he's giving it two and three. I'm not bothered the star ratings, fine, Sean, but to describe it as an above average match. Are you taking the mic? Yeah, it it was. It it wasn't that great. So Sean, you can remove that three star rating you've slapped on it if you if you dare give it that. No, I've I've given it two stars. Yeah, it's fair enough. I've given it one star because it was one of the worst matches I've seen. But yeah, the, I will admit that the ending of it, it it was entertaining. That's what I want. It was entertainingly bad. If that makes sense. As soon as you see this and that that tag team match that was just boring. Yeah. I, when I watch TNA, I watch these TNA pay-per-views to watch stuff that happens in the last five minutes. Like that. It was entertaining, weren't it? Yeah. It was typical TNA, and I, you enjoy it, but... Yeah, you, with TNA, you can either be... You can either get brilliant X-Division matches, which 
hold up the wrestling. Yeah. Or you can get okay storylines which are entertaining, which you can yeah. have fun with. So what was your match of the night, Sean? My match. Yeah, same here. Great match. Uh, your worst match of the night? Uh, Michael Shane and Kazarian versus BG James and Jeff Hammond. Right. See, for me, the worst match of the night was um, Dustin Rhodes against... Who did he face? Who did he face, Sean? My Raven. fell off. Raven. Raven. Raven versus Dustin Rhodes. The worst match of the night for me. The match I hated the most was that tag team title match, but it was not the worst. It was just boring. Yeah. Um, what would you give the show out of ten, Sean? I'll probably, I'll probably give this, give this one a four. Yeah, same here. Four, two star show. It was a four. Yeah, completely agree. The show, it was, it was, it was the least fun I've had watching any of the pay per views we've watched so far. Yeah. We had a lot of stuff that was needed that wasn't needed. Um, and it wasn't good. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't good. As, as I've said earlier in the show, I'd sooner see awful stuff on these TNA shows for a laugh than watch average, uneventful, two-star bullshit. Do you know um, who? Do you know who I wanted back on the back on this show? I wanted another minis match from the first episode. Um, yeah, <laughs> maybe not quite that far, but yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, don't know, I don't know where to go with that one, Sean. Um, I'll quite go with that. But so yeah, that was TNA against Star Wars 2005. Um, have we got anything else to say about the show, Sean? Uh, I'm just hoping next month's Destination X is better than this month. Yeah, seeming well, as this revolved around the X division, I'm hoping we get a number of good matches. Can I give a quick teaser of the main event? Yep, go ahead. So I would have predicted it would have been maybe a tag team match or something like that, yeah? Yeah. Right, the main event is Jeff Jarrett versus DDP for the NWA title. Oh, and DDP wasn't sake. even in this match, the main event. Fuck's sake. Kevin Nash is wrestling someone I've not even heard of in a first blood match. Yeah, no, he's wrestling Billy Gunn. Oh, is that his name? Uh, I've got it up, hang on. Um, that outlaw, yeah. Right, Kim, uh, so. Outlaw, which is Billy Gunn. Well, those two matches sound like they're going to be fun and games. But, ladies and gentlemen, that is for next month. Sean, it's been a pleasure, as always. Hang on, I've just looked at who's oh. in the X Division match next month. It's AJ so, Styles versus... Is it versus Christopher Daniels again? AJ Styles versus Christopher Daniels versus Edith Skipper oh. versus... Run the truth killings. Oh, that should be a good match. Should be a good match. It's in a modified Ultimate X match. It's oh, the Ultimate X sake. challenge. So we'll see what that is. Why can't we just have a fatal four? <laughs> right, short and short. I was in a good mood then, but yeah, <laughs> you've told me about that match, right? Um, yeah. Sean, see you later. Go on, what do you want to say? Say bye to our beautiful audience. Oh, can I just say something, by the way? Yeah. Before we go off air, um, Rodney Munch, go fuck yourself. Baseball's shit. Um, yeah, that was it. <laughs> you can't slag off our listeners, Dan. Not like that. Not yet. Anyway, we need more. Fuck him. Um, yeah. So. <laughs>
Sean, that's it. That is against all odds 2005. It's a show I will never, ever watch again. I highly recommend you don't watch this show. Um, I hope yeah. you enjoyed the podcast, Sean. Yeah, it's it's not a show I'll promote for you guys to go and watch. You want to go and watch the it. Show on DVD. I have the show on DVD somewhere. I actually paid for the official DVD. Believe well, it or not, you're an idiot, then. Right, I used to collect them badly. And uh, for some reason, I've got it it's upstairs somewhere. That and I think I might have Destination X. I, off the top of my head, Destination X has got a picture of Christopher Daniels on the front. So if it does, then I do have that somewhere. Um. So yeah, Sean, this yeah. 4 out of 10 TNA against the last 2005 pay-per-view is over. Give us the last word, Sean. Uh, just make sure you guys tune in. Give us a like and subscribe on uh, Twitter, on iTunes. Be nice to us. Give us five stars. Even if we do sometimes slag you guys off, we don't mind. Just give us five stars. Yeah, give us five stars. Um, if your name is Rodney Munch, please don't listen to the show. Um, that's it. So, yeah, tune in in two weeks' time where me and Sean will be talking about the goings of TNA Destination X 2005 featuring Jeff Jarrett versus DDP, featuring the Outlaw versus Kevin Nash in a first blood match, featuring AJ Styles versus Elite Skipper versus Christopher Daniels, Versus Ron the Truth Killings. I have good memories to memorise that. That's it. That's the show. Follow us on iTunes, Impact Zone Podcast. Subscribe to the Wrestling Newspaper, Twitter, iTunes. We're everywhere. Sean, what's the other network that we're on? We are on the Shellshot Network. Uh, they're uploading our catalogue as soon as we upload ours. On to our feed. Ours is straight up on there as well. They've got a number of different shows. They've got reviewing different Japanese promotions. Uh, they review Noah. They review DDT. They review uh, New Japan. So head over there, check them guys out. Yeah, give them guys a like and subscribe as well. See you later. Bye bye. Tell us what to do. Yeah. You think you can tell us what to win? <laughs> think you better? Yeah. Well, you better get ready to bow to the master. Stop getting away into something, fool. I just got tired of doing what you told me to do. But that's a break, boy. Yeah. That's a break, little man. You tell us. Xbox, put it for mine to a stop. Speak my mind. I keep it rocking that bottom line. Suck it. Two tears in the bucket. I'm not the one to try your luck with Hit hard like brass knuckles See your face through the turnbuckle, dude I got no love for you Generation X Who's gonna kick your ass? Generation X Who's gonna kick your ass? Generation X Who's gonna kick your ass? Generation X I tell you Build and destroy you and your boys Mother, mother, make some noise That's even if you're paranoid Black silk, that's black Keep you rocking this hill That's how I feel And let you know Yeah.
gonna kick your ass? The generation X. Who's gonna kick your ass? The generation X. Who's gonna kick your ass? The generation X. I tell you. Build and destroy you and your boys. Mother, mother makes some noise. That's even if you're paranoid. Black sales, that's black. Get your money to sell it. That's how I feel. And let you know the deal. One of the elements that never have stuff. I'll demolish all components and knock out the rap. I'm gonna kick your ass. Who's gonna kick your ass? Who's gonna kick your ass?